What is going on, everyone? It's Turkey Week. Yee! I don't know what that is. I tried to do a gobble. That that didn't work. No, it didn't. Yeah, that's terrible. Well, if you're listening to this before Thanksgiving, guys, um, exciting times ahead. We got some feasting ahead of us. And if you're listening to this after Thanksgiving, it's time to go on a diet. <laughs> <laughs> the new year is around the corner and we're going to be uh, shredding that weight off shortly. Um, but along with Thanksgiving time, we are now officially over a month into this regular season, MD. And uh, we're going to recap it today. So everyone, welcome to this edition of the Three in the Key podcast. It is myself, Ryan, Friends call me Raichai. Feel free to do the same. Sitting across from the one and only MD. How you doing, my friend? Doing great, man. Had a good weekend. Well rested. Not really. Really tired. I don't know why I said I'm well rested. Yeah. Just exhausted. But ton of fun this weekend. Two birthday parties. Had to go. Went to an amazing wedding. Got in and out. In and out. Like in and out should be at every wedding moving forward. Should. Actually, don't even send me an invite to your wedding unless there's going to be in and out. The standard has been set. I don't want to come. I'm sorry. I'm not going to give you a gift unless you provide me in and out. It's a pretty nice rule. Yeah, whatever food you give, you can give whatever food you want to everyone else. But for me and my house, we will have in and out. Sounds like a Bible verse. As for me <laughs> and my house, we will have in and out. <laughs> Amen. Miles 12, 13. <laughs> I like that. I like that. Well, you had a great eventful week. Myself, pretty uneventful, you know, just chugging along through the semester. Arrowhead, went to Lake Arrowhead. Yeah, went to Lake Arrowhead, that's true, that's true. And celebrated Thanksgiving a little early with the fam, starting a new tradition. So hung out with my family up there and uh, now back and back on the grind. And uh, just trying to make it to Thanksgiving. <laughs> Short week, everyone, hang in there. Very true, very true. MD, how about we recap the Lakers' last few games? Let's do it. So, since our last pod, the Lakers have gone 3-0. and My prediction came true. Two weeks in a row. Two wow. weeks in a row. We're going to tally up our picks, and we'll have like a running total throughout the season for both of us, uh, MD and myself, and kind of just see where we rank um, at the end of the season. I think it'll be pretty cool. I feel like I'm up two at this point. I think you are up two because it's two weeks in a row where I think I went two and one, and two weeks in a row you went three and oh. Yeah. So, it, I mean, it's still early, but it is going to be interesting to see yeah. you know, which of these picks uh, bode well for the both of us. But I can't let you uh, get too much of a lead. Gotta start catching up now before it's too late. It's true. It's true. Um, but like I said, the Lakers went three and oh in their past few games. They beat the Thunder 110-107, which was an oddly closer game than what I thought it was going to be because the Lakers were up big in that game at one point. 15. Yeah. Yeah. I looked at the, the score, um, I think, while I was up in Arrowhead, and I was like, wow, they got this game in the bag. And then they came back, and I was like, what the heck? It's, they're almost going to lose, but they ended up stealing it, so that's good. Um, they followed it up with a, a game in Memphis, so this was the second game of the back-to-back, and they eked out a victory by one against Ja Morant and the Grizzlies. I don't know why I have to say his name like that. One more time. Ja Morant. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what accent is that. Like Me neither. French. It's German. It's like a new hybrid Czech, thing. New hybrid. Yeah. Hybrid. It's going to be a new dialect. Yeah. Ryan. Ryan dialect. No, just like the uh, Morantian language. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You should write a book. Start your own language. Yes. Boom, there you go. Be cool. Anyways, and so after that game, the Lakers just recently, as of tonight, took down the San Antonio Spurs 114-104. Um, won that one pretty easily. But they're three games into a four-game road trip, and they're 3-0. They're holding their own. Um, these teams aren't great by really any stretch of the imagination, but one of the telltale signs of a champ- championship team is they beat the they win the games that they're expected to win and they're right. doing that right now. Exactly. 
Some of them were ugly wins, but at the end of the day, they were still wins. You know, we understand that basketball is definitely a game that ebbs and flows. There is going to be momentum. You're going to have bad days. The entire team's going to have a bad day. Um, and we saw that. We saw that with the Lakers Thunder. And we saw that with the Lakers and Grizzlies. But the one consistent has been the great LeBron James. Yes. Literally putting our team on his back and carrying us through this road trip so far. Yeah. And it, I mean, he just continues to impress me game after game. Even the game we just watched right now. Mm -hmm. Wow. He just went off, what, with seven minutes left in the fourth. The game, they, they were up like three or four. And then he just had, you and I watched it. He just had like three threes, two threes, yeah. back to back. Right. Started really separating us. Then had that um, pass to JaVale or AD. JaVale, I think, mm -hmm. for that JaVale. easy dunk. And that right. put us up 10. Mm -hmm. And ever after that, we just stayed double digit the, entire, the rest of the game. Yeah. He has been the old LeBron. The LeBron of old that mm -hmm. the legends speak of. <laughs> <laughs> Going to continue in my Miles language. You know, Miles 11, 13. Yeah. <laughs> LeBron. <laughs> the legend. Yes. Has just carried us. And it's... I No words. Yeah. No words. I can tell you're speechless. I am. And I am too. When I'm watching him, I'm like, this dude is in his 17th year of his career. I know. He's... What, how old is he? 34? 34 years old? Mm -hmm. Like, I can only hope that at 34 years old, I'm upright and walking still with the few vegetables that I eat. And this man is dunking on people, hitting step back threes. He looks in better shape than he's looked his whole career, and it's incredible. So yeah, I'm speechless too, very much so. And I think we could both agree that a month into the season so far, that this would very much be one of the highlights of the team. This being a, a great thing, seeing LeBron in the health and the condition that he is. Agreed, 100%. And I'm actually surprised that AD hasn't been more of a force. He's been great. Yeah. Been solid, uh -huh. but hasn't been consistent yet. Right. And that goes into something, some of the kind of like drop-offs we've seen um, through this last month that I'm curious that we'll get into. But I'm I'm a little nervous, especially with the injury, like mm -hmm. what we talked about. I mean, we're putting a lot on this injury. Hopefully it heals. I don't know if it's better if he just sits and heals or I don't know. Same thing. We haven't been healthy as a team. Mm -hmm. Um there are so many things for us to improve upon still, though. Right. And that that really shows us that there's a lot of good things that are happening with the Lakers, but there's also some bad things that need to be corrected, and there's some ugly things that we just have no explanation for. And so with that said, I think with this episode, let's dive a little bit deeper into both, to the three good, bad, and ugly of this first month of the Lakers season. All right, MD, so let's start with the good. You know, you always, if you give someone a choice of good news or bad news first, most people will tell you they want the bad news first, but you know what? We're gonna give you the good news first, people, because we are positive people. You know, we start you off feeling good about yourselves. And for the Lakers right now, there's a lot of good that's happening. Yeah. And like we mentioned earlier, LeBron is one of the, biggest reasons why the Lakers are doing as well as they are. They're 15-2. and two. They're atop the Western Conference standings. They're atop the league standings, for that matter. Mm. And if you would have told me, MD, that 17 games into the season, a little over a month into the season, the Lakers would have the best record in the league and would have only lost two games of the 17 that they had played, I'd be pretty happy with that. How about you? I would be beyond happy i am like speechless again mm -hmm. and i think one of the biggest things that i would even be more surprised at was if you were to tell me rye that the lakers are the best defensive team in the nba along with having a 15-2 record mm -hmm. along with being top in the league i don't remember a time the lakers were the best defensive team in the nba yeah. it's always been about showtime lakers and what is showtime lakers the offensive Lakers, amazing right. passes, the oohs and the ahs of the dunks, the three-point shots, the put-back dunks of Denny, fly, dunk on him green, you know? <laughs> yep. Those are the things that you see in Showtime. 
not this defense, this grind it out, get every board, box out, stay in front of your man, switch every like every perimeter player. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. It's right. beautiful basketball on the defensive end. Just how I know, you know, a lot of people were excited about Spurs or Warriors basketball and how beautiful it looks with their passing mm-hmm. and with their, you know, finding open shots, setting picks, their schemes. I definitely have to say the Lakers have had beautiful basketball with their defense. They have. Watching, it's seamless. Just the game we just watched against the Spurs, it's seamless watching KCP hand off a a guy to Rondo. Just the easy switch, it flows so well. There's no one getting lost for the most part. Every once in a while there is a breakdown, but for the most part, everyone's switching well and has bought into this defense, this hustle, this grabbing boards. And I think we have to thank one man for this. Thanks, Frank. (laughs) Thanks, Frank. Not only do you make great hot dogs, have a great lawn, (laughs) wear kiss the chef aprons, but you're a great coach. This scheme has been amazing. It's led to us being the best defense Mm -hmm. in the league. So you'd say in addition to the defense, Frank Vogel is one of the main reasons that the Lakers are doing well right now and that he'd be in the, the good category. Oh, definitely. 100%. Frank has, from from day one, he's made everyone, all these veterans, think about all these big ego superstars. Frank Vogel has made LeBron, JaVale McGee, Dwight Howard, yeah. Rajon Rondo, AD, and even KCP at times yeah. look amazing on the defensive end. Right. You know, and had them buy in to fit their roles perfectly. A lot of, to your point, a lot of coaches in the preseason and leading up to the regular season preach that they're gonna be a defensive first team and they're gonna win with defense. But the effectiveness of a coach is proven in whether or not they can actually get their players to buy in. Because, you know, it's all it's all fun and games prior to the season started starting. But it takes real commitment and mm. it takes a true leader of a coach to be able to get his players to actually care about the defensive end, like the not so sexy and flashy plays. They're not dunking, they're not hitting threes, you're hustling for loose balls, things that aren't necessarily showing up in the box score. But this team is fully bought into embracing defense and hustle as probably their main identity right now. Agreed. And that's uh, that's the reason why they're winning most of these games. It's not because we're shooting the lights out, because we're not, which is going to eventually be a segue into the bad column. But their defense is that when when opposing players and coaches are coming to play LA or LA is coming to them, that's got to be their biggest concern: is how are we going to score on this team effectively and efficiently? And it's it's really cool to see. A Lakers team with a defensive identity because um, like you said it, it hasn't been an identity of ours in years past even when we were winning it was all about outscoring the other team a lot of the time it's very well rounded right now so and and um, kind of continuing on with the Frank Vogel point he he's also gotten the offense into I think the top 10 in the NBA yeah. recently right so for all their early struggles, he we've actually been performing pretty well on the offensive side of the ball as well. So uh, that's been pretty cool to see also. I still think we lead, lead the league in point differential right now between our offense and defense. Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. That's how you win games. Yep, exactly. You don't have to outscore the team. You just have to make them score less than you. Mm-hmm. And I think... The attitude of this NBA has been just outscore, 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 especially with the Warriors, with even LeBron and that Cleveland Cavaliers team. It's like, just score more than the other team. And now we're seeing that shift back into, don't focus on trying to outscore, focus on just making them score less than you. Right. That is the point of the game. Right. Don't just keep chucking up shots. Because I feel like when you rely on that so much, once you have a bad game, you lose. Once you right. have a bad shooting game, once you have a bad, you're lost. You become, you lose your identity. Right. And so having this identity in something that's hustle and grind and purely effort focus, effort based, you'll never lose that. Right. And 
what's cool too is a lot of the times in the and the games that the Lakers play, teams will be hanging pretty closely with them up until about the third to early fourth quarter, but the Lakers really turn it on defensively and offensively too, but especially defensively. Like in this last game against the Spurs, for example, the Lakers started strong, so they ended the first quarter leading 25 to 22, but it stayed close. So they held the Spurs to 22 points. In the second and third quarters, the Spurs started to get pretty hot from the field but the Lakers finished strong and only held them to 22 points in the fourth quarter again. So they have that switch that they can flip pretty easily. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter of just staying consistent, staying persistent, not growing complacent, and just for 48 minutes, just staying fully bought in. But totally agree, the defense is is a huge reason why the Lakers are as good as they currently are. And part of that defense is, to me, two things. The Lakers' size and the block party the Lakers have every single night, leading the league with 7.6 blocks. Yep. Oh my goodness. And this is thanks to the three-headed monster on the defensive end of Dwight, JaVale, and AD. Mm-hmm. My goodness. We just... I, just thinking about that, get scared. Like, <laughs> imagine myself trying to put up a layup against those guys. Yeah, well, we just saw that block that AD had yeah. like, towards the end of the game in San Antonio. He he had a chase down block. I forget who it was. Derek White. Derek. So poor Derek White just nonchalantly tries to waltz into the lane, and AD chases him down and pins it. And I think the like the hoop is mic'd or something like that to yeah. where you, it catches the sound of the players and AD just like screams, you know, just like, ah, like you got that, you chased down that block, he's all amped. And you and I both look at each other like, oh, shoot, like, like that is scary. <laughs> Imagine yeah. being poor Derek White and just having that happen, how humiliating that is. And that's the defensive presence that the Lakers have, that size that you mentioned, the three-headed monster, so. Right. I mean, for us as Laker fans to feel bad for an opponent, an opposing player, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's saying something, you know, to feel bad for Derek White. Yeah. Man, we are a head and shoulder and a block and a hand, a long, (laughs) long hand above the rest right now. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. With all the good, you know, there, there are reasons to take a step back though and also realize that there are areas for improvement and so I think it'll be good for us to also touch on those areas because it's an 82 game season the Lakers have only played 17 so far and we want this Lakers team to go all the way not only have regular season success but to ultimately be hosting the Larry OB at the end of the postseason so for that to happen they can't grow complacent and they need to uh, improve on areas that are possibly weak right now. So with that, let's go ahead and transition into talking about the bad for the Lakers right now so far in this month. All right, MD, you're going to kick us off here, man. You be the bearer of bad news because I don't want to do it. What do we need to improve upon? What do the Lakers need to do better? I mean, I can dig up the stats, but I don't want to bore you. I think I can keep it to kind of four things, four items that the Lakers can improve upon. First, three-point shooting. It is dismal. Yes, I don't it think is. we have been top 15 in the league, the, the top half of yeah. the league for three-point shooting. Yeah. We know how integral that is in the game today and thankfully we have been you know a defensive team but if we're going to face these much harder teams these much more experienced teams in the playoffs and in December alone like we've discussed previously these teams that have these playoff caliber teams our three-point shooting needs to at least be in the top half of the league right terrible shooting I mean we signed three-point shooters and they kind of haven't showed up haven't been consistent lately. No. But again, early in the season, 17 games in, long season ahead, we'll see and hopefully they grow into a more consistent group and team and identity there in shooting the ball. The next will be our second unit. Second unit has been lost. Yeah. I mean, I, mean, I can attune this to, and it's another big thing, 
injuries. Lakers have definitely all been injured. We have not yet. I think we've had a healthy team for, I think, legitimately a half a game. Kuzma came back, and for that half, we were good. And then I think uh, that same exact game he came back, Avery Bradley got injured. Yeah. Or AD got injured. Right. I mean, AD is another reason he's playing kind of with an injured arm right now. Mm -hmm. And you and I are attuning this to why he's been shooting outside so much. Right. We've noticed that big time. He hasn't been as aggressive. Exactly. Mm -hmm. He hasn't been backing down guys. Um, He hasn't been picking up the best. He declared that he wanted to be the defensive player of the year. Mm -hmm. But he's not guarding the best guy on defense consistently specifically the best their best big man right because he's been injured you know he can't kind of grind and go to have that body to body contact Mm -hmm. which is fine um i would definitely rather have him play at least a little bit and kind of slowly heal and not have him get even more injured but we're talking about the bad and things that the lakers need to improve upon injuries the second unit has no identity no Again, we can blame that on injuries because there's no consistency. Like, people are getting shuffled into the starting lineup. People are going back to the second unit. What is the second unit? Or do they push the pace? Mm-hmm. Or is it all our three-point shooters? Is this shooting increase? Um, do they do they just become the AD show when it's the second unit? Yeah. Or, or, or are they a defensive mindset? I, I hate to compare the Lakers to another team, but we know what the second unit is to, in the Clippers. Yeah. It's Lou Williams and Montrezl Harrell. Yeah. They're beasts. Right. They run the pick and roll every time. Right. That's who they are, the second unit. Yeah. We know who the second unit is in Houston. It's the Russell Westbrook show. Mm-hmm. You know, he gets to take over and really show them what's up. Right. Yeah, there hasn't been a player in the second unit for the Lakers who is stepping into that role of being able to really carry the offense. I think that the Lakers have a lot of players on the second unit who are eager to distribute and create shots for others but there's not a player who's consistently willing to just take shots on his own so like you see you know rondo caruso troy daniels um quinn cook quinn quinn cook would probably be the player of the ones i just listed who's most eager to get his own shot but all the others are really underperforming and i think need to be more aggressive when they're out on the court Um, I'm thinking specifically about Alex Caruso because I think he's a guy who we really need to just start to really come into his own. I feel like he's on the cusp of of having his own identity outside of just being a meme machine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And being like the occasional highlight dunking on someone. But he can be a really, really solid role player if he's able to just get a little bit more aggressive because I think right now he's shooting like 40% from the field. He's really struggling from the three-point line. He's shooting under 30%. And so I just don't want someone like him who is capable of being a solid role player to just revert back to just taking the shots that he's given, I guess. Right, and so he's finding to, his yeah, own shot and being more aggressive. Be about. aggressive, get, right. get to the basket, um, you know, still distribute, and you know, mm-hmm. don't be selfish about it, but the to your point the lakers need an identity in the second unit and i think a lot of that it becomes easier if they have players who aren't afraid of stepping up and taking shots and it's just so inconsistent right now so i do hope that that changes as well it's definitely in the bad category i agree i'm definitely you know i'll blame that to kuz's injury getting poked in the eye that bloody eye of his Uh, We finally saw the second unit kind of have an identity with him Mm -hmm. coming off the bench, scoring, you know, running it with um, AD or running it with LeBron and just being that second go-to guy that can get his own shot. But we're kind of struggling now that he's injured. You and I, again, have talked about it. Without him, who's stepping up? We see Rondo kind of step up a little bit these last few games. He's been scoring more. Mm -hmm. Before Kuz came, was healthy. It was kind of Dwight that stepped up and was the heart of that second unit. But now who is it, you know? Mm -hmm. With all these people injured, now with all of them three here, they've kind of convoluted and haven't found it yet. Who's going to be that main guy? Or They have a lot of shooting. Why don't they just change up the pace then and become mm-hmm. a quick run and gun kind of team to change mm-hmm. up the pace like what 
Frank really needs to figure that out there and really instill it and instill confidence in the second unit yeah. so that they can perform and not just have to rely on LeBron and AD. Mm-hmm. Like these last three games, the reason we won is LeBron. Right. LeBron hands down mm-hmm. because they're way too close, too many mistakes by the other guys, so LeBron's picking up the pace. Yeah. We just saw it in the game previously, so it's trusting and empowering those other role players to play better play up to what they can be i mean i always i give the example of 2k whenever (laughs) you're playing 2k right and you're playing with a player that isn't normally that great but he's had a great shooting game yeah you know you're using him so his shots are going in more you see what happens his rating goes up two three maybe four or five points because his confidence builds yeah that's what needs to happen in that second unit and they haven't had that because there's no consistency there's no identity yeah i almost get the sense that vogel is having that 2k mentality where he's wanting that player rating to go up for someone and that confidence to build on itself and once he sees who's taking those next steps he's going to just start to ride with them very heavily on the second unit but no one's really capitalized on it yet so Mm -hmm. i feel like he's just playing this game of roulette okay troy daniels roll out there quinn cook roll out there even dudley roll out there every (laughs) once in a while he finally missed threes by the way true he did yeah four for six now yeah come on jay dud what is that he's still like a 60 something percent three-point shooter it's crazy (laughs) sniper (laughs) yeah but yeah, I agree. The second unit definitely needs to step it up because the Lakers are le- allowing teams to hang in games a lot longer than they should. And once the second unit can round into form, we're going to be able to pull away in games a lot earlier rather than waiting for LeBron or AD to take over in the fourth quarter. So anything else, MD, you can think of um, on the bad that the Lakers should should address moving forward into the second month of the season? I think we've hit the bad. One bad thing I will definitely have to mention, though. Dwight's hair. <laughs> what is he doing? He's, like, braided it up again. Yeah. It's like, it's like you know what it reminds me of? Like, little girl hair when it gets braided up and then becomes, like, pigtails at the bottom. With, like, the little uh, yeah. the beads, plastic the beads. The plastic yeah. beads. Oh, man. Gross. Yeah. We got some interesting hairstyles on our team, man. Even Kuz, like, he does some weird stuff with his hair. <laughs> Speaking about all this hair, let's get into the ugly of this Lakers team and just kind of things we can't explain, but we want to talk about. The unexplainable. Let's do it. So we've talked about the good. We've talked about the bad. And now it's time to talk about the ugly. (laughs) I think one of the biggest and ugliest things on this Lakers squad right now is the Lakers hair game. We've got LeBron who's balding, Crusoe balding at 25. Poor man. He looks like a bald eagle. He does. He straight up looks like a bald eagle. We have Dwight's hair who, what do we call it? Snake in a can snake on one of the can. episodes. Yeah. He looks like a bunch of snakes just pop straight out of his skull. <laughs> snake a can. It also looks like uh, the arms of, you know, those... Um, used car sales like those flowy guys like when he jumps and it's just like flowing everywhere like yeah it literally his hair looks like that i wish you guys could see that miles was flailing everywhere (laughs) kuz's hair he can't decide and this is probably why his game has been all over the place yeah his hair has just been all over the place to a hairstyle dude yeah seriously (laughs) um his eye Wow, that, that was pretty ugly, yeah, too. That was, nasty. That, that was just, like, all bloody. Who were they playing in that game? Do you remember? I don't I know. who it was. He got poked in the eye, and then his just started bleeding. It was bleeding pretty bad, too. Yeah, it was. So that was, yeah, that was an ugly occurrence. Yeah, I'm, I'm just glad that it wasn't worse, because, you know, he had to come back with goggles. He was good old goggle cute and cruise <laughs> for a couple of games. But... Thankfully, there's nothing too crazy about it. So, yeah, yeah, I'm, I agree. Definitely in the ugly, Kuz's eye. And then I think last but not least for the ugly, just Jared Dudley. 
No offense to the guy, but he looks like Elmer Fudd, dude. Oh, so you mean not like his shooting or his performance no. on the court? Just straight up Jared Dudley being ugly? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't. He looks like Elmer Fudd, dude. He looks like Elmer Fudd. He's... Sorry, Jared. Like, I love what he does for the Lakers, too. Great locker room yeah, guy. Yeah, he is. He will do the dirty, you know. He will definitely be the enforcer when you need him to be. Yeah. But... I don't think I've ever seen a good-looking enforcer on any NBA team. <laughs> think about it. Ron Artest was our enforcer. Not a great-looking dude. Yeah. Dennis Rodman, enforcer. Crazy guy. Yeah. Crazy. Not a good-looking dude either. Yeah, and then we have Jared Dudley. I mean, I'm looking at a picture of him right now, and he he looks like he's ready to go play at the YMCA. <laughs> <laughs> he looks like he would be that naked dude at the YMCA just <laughs> yeah. walking around with no shame whatsoever <laughs> in a great mood looks at you straight in the eye and has a conversation with you while he's naked yeah it's like oh yep. all right like I'm sure you're a great guy and everything but this is weird yeah so yeah that's yeah Jared Dudley part of the ugly <laughs> <laughs> poor guy I love the guy actually I do love the guy too he's a but great guy he is a funny looking man though. yeah well, with that, that's the, the last month of the Lakers, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I will say there is a lot more reason to be happy and to be thankful this time of year <laughs> for the Lakers. You know, Agreed. we're in the Thanksgiving season, the oh, holiday season. Think about where we were one year ago today. I don't want to. I refuse. <laughs> I, Have you just I'm, purged it from your mind? I'm a progressive man, and I will only look ahead. Yeah. You know? The last time the Lakers were off to this well of a start, the Lakers had Kobe, Powell, Ariza, Shannon Brown. And they won a championship. And they won a championship. So we are on pace to have a very, to very win a enjoyable season. To win a championship. Just say it, right. Say it. You I, know, that's just, the greatest note. You know, I've been all, hurt too much, for man. All, <laughs> for all our recap games, for all keeping the score, can you just predict that? That we're going to win the chip? Yeah. You know what? I'm doing it. Yeah. The Good. Lakers Thank will you. win the, the championship, championship this Agreed. year. Agreed. Agreed. You and I actually have, I have saved it. I We have a text message thread with each other. That's right. The Lakers won the summer league championship a couple of years back and that was when i had just passed like a business calculus class i was struggling and i had to yeah. take it in the summer and so the lakers won that and i also passed my calculus class like on the same night and i texted miles i was like yo i passed my test oh and i just saw the lakers won the summer league championship great night and then he replied back he's like um summer league champs um is like the same as me passing calculus, but when you pass, when you graduate from college at Cal State Fullerton, the Lakers will be NBA champs. I'm graduating this year, In so December. this man is a prophet. <laughs> if they win the championship this year, Miles, two, chapter two, verse three. <laughs> when Ryan graduates. The Lakers will win a championship. Yeah, I think that's right after, for, as for me and my house, we will, <laughs> we will be in and out. <laughs> it's in the same book. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So, yeah, sure. You know what, Miles? You're right. I am predicting the Lakers will win the championship this year. What the heck? Why not? I love it. I hope it comes true because it's been way too long. So, good, bad, the ugly. Way more good than there is bad or ugly. And I'm loving it thankful for it McDonald's. and I'm, in it. I'm loving it too <laughs> I'm loving it. we're gonna be in turkey in a great mood this year my friend yes we're gonna be in turkey eating turkey we're going to turkey what i'm so confused we're gonna be in turkey did i say in turkey i think you said in turkey oh i meant we're going to be eating eating turkey, turkey <laughs> in a good mood yeah <laughs> We're not going to be in a turkey eating turkey. Yeah, I was confused. It'd be weird. Also, very big turkey if we were in the turkey. I know. Do you like stuffing? Stuffing's in the turkey, right? I love stuffing. Really? I don't yeah. like stuffing at all. Really? T loves stuffing. Wow. Yeah, dude. You don't like stuffing? No. It's just bread. Well, it's like, why are you going to eat bread when you can eat mashed potatoes? No, you got to mix it together. Mashed potatoes and stuffing? Yes. 
What? I've never tried this. This is why you don't like it. I have to try it. You know what we're doing for Thanksgiving actually this year though? Mm. We're doing crab. Crab? Yeah. I love crab. Thanksgiving? Well, we're doing a smaller turkey and eating more crab. I'm so excited. Didn't you get tired of turkey? No. Really? That's what gravy's for. <laughs> you get tired of turkey, you put the gravy on top. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's like what makes Thanksgiving uh, Thanksgiving. There's so much of so many different things. If you don't like one of the parts of it, you just mix it with something else. I know, but haven't you? I mean, I have had 29 Thanksgivings and Christmases now, and there's always a turkey and a ham. Yeah. <laughs> so that's so <laughs> happens once a year, dude. Not eating it twice, every day. Twice Thanksgiving and um, Christmas? Christmas. So that's uh, 58 turkeys and hams, <laughs> along with all the cold cut sandwiches of turkey and ham that I've eaten throughout mm -hmm. the year. Yeah, I'm just kind of like I'm ready, ready for a new thing, you know. So you go to crab. Yeah, I will. Okay. I will save you some of this crab sauce that my mother is going to make. Yeah. And I'll put it on a little rice for you. And I will save it for the next pod for you to try. And then you will tell me whether you like it or not. We'll do it live. Deal. Okay. Deal. Deal. All right. We'll, sh we'll shake. Yeah. Boogie bet. Boogie bet. I'm boogie betting you that you're going to love it. And you're going to be like, wow, I should be eating crab for Thanksgiving as well. But I'm going to base that off of just the crab sauce. It has crab in it. Oh, okay. Yeah, don't okay. worry. Fair enough. Yeah. Sure. Deal. Well, well that was a tangent. That was fun. <laughs> it was a good, <laughs> fun one. What do you say? Should we uh, close this thing out? Let's do it. We got to stop saying let's do it, by the way. We always yeah. say let's do it for every segment. True. We need to expand our horizons. That's true. I don't know what else to say. Let's get it. <laughs> No, we can't keep saying let's. <laughs> it's the same thing. Well, I want us to be like included together. Let's, let us. Not like. Lettuce? But I'm you don't eat lettuce. It. I hate lettuce. All right, no more let's. Because that makes me think of lettuce now. Come on. Um, I don't know. Come on. Go ahead. Move forward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We'll figure it out after we've had some turkey and crab. Insert transition here. <laughs> Moving on. So as we're wrapping things up, let's do some predictions and then point four. The Lakers are playing the next three games. Pelicans mm. at away and at the Pelicans home in New Orleans. Good game. I know. It'll be great to see the young guns, see yeah. how you know, they developed. And a homecoming for AD. Yep. And we finally, they finally get to come back here to LA, come home. Finally. Um, to play the Wizards. And then they have a home game against the Mavericks, Ooh. who have been hot, hot, hot. Yep. Like a hot tamale. Maybe. Hot tamales. Do you like those candies? No. Yeah, they're disgusting. Yeah. Too spicy. Yeah. Ooh, spicy. <laughs> <laughs> So what are you predicting, Ryan? Are the Lakers gonna go three and oh, two and one, one and two? Let me look into my and crystal three. ball. Where is it? It's in my head. <laughs> <laughs> I have to look in my head to see the crystal ball. And it says the Lakers are going two and one, my friend. And they're gonna lose to the Mavericks. They're losing to the Pel I'm just kidding. Yeah, the, the Mavericks. <laughs> they're losing to the Mavericks. At home. IMO. At home. Yeah. Emo. <laughs> Not emo. <laughs> IMO. Emo. In my opinion. Oh, uh, I've always wondered what that Wait, meant. Wait, did you not know what that meant? No, I knew what that oh, meant. Okay, okay. I just like saying emo. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. yeah. Not emo. I guess I will be sad when they lose. Yeah, though. when they lose. But yeah, I'll say they, they win a close game. I think the Pelicans game is going to be a thriller. I think they're gonna Thrilla win. Thriller and Manila. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> they win. I think they win a close one against the Pelicans. I think they destroy the Wizards, and they lose to the Mavericks um, because Luca goes off on us. That's my prediction. How about you, good sir? I am going to predict that the Lakers go three and zero. Whoa. 
Um, I do think while the Pelicans, the youngins are going to get up, AD is going to have a monster game. He's going to be like, this is why I left you and this yeah. is what you're missing out on. Sure. You had me for eight years. You know, it's like, it's mm-hmm. like revenge bot. Revenge bot. All over again. Love but bot. it's like AD getting revenge on the Pelicans. You had me for eight amazing years yeah. and you didn't put a ring on it. <laughs> So you didn't give me a championship ring. Yeah. You didn't put me uh-huh. around a team uh-huh. that's championship caliber. Right. I had to carry the load myself, and this is what you're missing out on. I can totally see that. Right. You're right. You- 40 point game, 20 rebounds, five blocks, six blocks, and uh, four assists. Bold prediction. Specific prediction. Uh, I'll go 19 rebounds. Whoa. 40 points, 19 rebounds, five blocks. Four assists. All right. Two steals. Oh. Okay. Three turnovers. He'll have turnovers. He's going to get the ball a lot. You know LeBron's yeah. going to feed him a lot. Yeah. Okay. He's going to demand the ball for this game. You just predicted, like, his whole stat line. I know. Hey, I, I really hope that that comes true. Imagine. <sighs> Imagine Dragons. <laughs> great band. <laughs> I actually haven't listened to them in a while, but... They're still a great band. they're still good, right? Yeah, they are still good. Okay, cool. Still good. Um, Wizards, that should be an easy game. I think the Wizards will get up, but I definitely feel the kind of East Coast all the way to West Coast travel, the time zone is yeah. going to throw them off a little bit. It's Black Friday, the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. They'll all be tired from eating so much turkey. Yeah. They don't that. have John Wall. You literally shut down Bradley Beal and what are what do they have? You That's know? really it. I mean, Rui Hachimura, the Japanese, the... Black Japanese player, half black, half Japanese. He's huh. been doing amazing as a rookie, but Meh. they're not on the caliber of the Lakers. Yeah. It should be an easy win. I think the Mavericks game will be a thriller, but I will give it to the Lakers because they're at home mm-hmm. and because they're expecting it. Like The Lakers okay. are going to get up for this. They traditionally play well in primetime games, especially like midday primetime games they yeah. play well. So I'm excited to see that game. And uh, maybe we'll do a pod right after that. That'll be kind of fun. Yeah, that would be. That'll be a great game. Nice and early, too. Yeah, nice to watch. I love middle-of-the-day games. I know. They're fun. Yeah. It's a nice way to kind of break up the day. True. Nice. Well, we'll see which uh, predictions come true. We'll tally our our, uh, totals up, too, for the next pod. That way we can start announcing it like, oh, it's... 5 3 right now this season between MD and myself. Yeah. You know, keep keep everyone informed. Cool. Well, with that, let's close this puppy out with a little point four action. Let's do it. I'm sorry, Farron. I just said let's do it in the last transition. I'm working on it. It's a work in progress. It's just like. Boo. It's just like the second unit of the Lakers, you know? Working on it. it. No, the second unit does deserve a boo. Yeah. They have been dismal these last three games. Especially, you really get to see the second unit shine when they have a road trip, when they're in away games. And I have not seen anything shine like a diamond, in Rihanna's words. Shine Shine bright like a diamond. Yeah, no one's shining bright like a diamond. Yeah. Even if they're like are half bald like Caruso. His head's not even shining. <laughs> it's all dull right now. Uh, true, 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 true. All right, little point four. Take it away. All right. So with a month behind us, mm. let's figure out. I'm going to ask you a few questions and let's kind of see where you lie concerning like who's the Lakers MVP has been through this first month. All right. Who's the, been the most surprising player? Biggest letdown and your favorite moment. You ready? Sure. So, what has been your favorite moment so far in this first month? One, two, three. Danny Danny Green Green dunking. Three. To tie that game game. against Dallas. The one where we watched? Yeah. To put him to overtime? Yes. Mine was Danny Green dunking and getting up. I've never seen him dunk in my entire life. That put back dunk in front of Kobe. Yeah, that's true. Like, 
LeBron's missed three. It was just, I mean, it's probably my favorite because I was at the game too. Yeah. And just the whole vibe with Kobe being there, right. everyone seeing it. It right. was awesome. Lucky. Yeah, mine was the Danny Green three to force overtime against Dallas. Mm-hmm. And because I really thought the Lakers were We were, were screaming like game. little girls when we watched that. We were. Yeah. We were. We were waiting to get into the Japanese barbecue restaurant. We were. It was like an eight hour wait. We were. And while we were waiting, we were watching that game on your phone. And yeah, we, I remember we checked the score in between the pickup games we were playing and we were like, whoa, the Lakers are down like 10 or something. And it's pretty late in the game, but they had a run. We turned on the game and watched that play happen. And we were like, heck yeah, Danny Green, Green Ranger, Green Grapes, all the above, the man. I love that play. So yeah, that's that's my moment. But, but it's interesting that both of ours, considering that LeBron and Anthony Davis are on this team, the two of our best favorite plays were Danny Green. <laughs> we love you, Danny Green. Yep. All right. Let me ask you this then for our next point four question. Who has been your most surprising player for the Lakers thus far in the season? Are you going to count us off? I am. One, two, three. Dwight. Kuzma. Really? Okay. You go first. Expand on that. Why has he been surprising to you? Um, I definitely was surprised at how quickly he picked up the offense. Yeah. Like with him being out for so long and with him having those terrible games, I was surprised where he just got hot really quick. Yeah. I've been surprised gratefully surprised at how he has moved so well without the ball Mm -hmm. it's been very consistent moving well without the ball not surprised about his defense it's still meh but he definitely has been that much needed pick me up on the second unit i mean i keep pounding this dead horse about the second unit but he's been that surprising that that consistent that glue on that second unit to kind of score and ease the pressure off LeBron and AD. I didn't expect him for that little like three, four game stretch. He's averaging 22 points. Yeah. That's a lot of points. Yeah. I was surprised. I thought maybe he'd come back, he'll get 12 to 15. Mm-hmm. No, 20 to 22 points. I'll take it. Like five rebounds, three assists. And he kind of keeps his guy in front of him. I'll take it. Yeah. He doesn't lack for confidence. So right. that's cool to see that he was connecting when he came right. back. Yeah. Mine's Dwight for really obvious reasons. We signed this man to a non-guaranteed contract. A lot of people thought he was at the very end of his career, that he was done in the league. The Lakers took a chance on him, even considering his history with the Lakers being less than positive to say the least. And he has outperformed his expectations and then some. He's a defensive monster. He, his energy is unparalleled on the court. He's in phenomenal shape. And there are nights, a couple of nights now, where he's in this first month where he's gone perfect from the field. I think he had a seven for seven game and then another game where he was perfect from the field. So he's doing everything that we're expecting him to do and more, and I love it. And so he's been a huge surprise for me. So yeah. Um, How about our biggest letdown? One, two, three. Avery Bradley. I couldn't even think of mine that quickly. Yeah. Dang. I was thinking about it while you were just talking right now. Yeah. I think yeah. that's kind of better for you. Well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. It is better for me. <laughs> I guess I'll take uh, I'll take the pass on this. Just go ahead and explain why Avery Bradley is your... You haven't had the biggest letdown yet, even after all this conversation we've had the, and all this stalling? The Lakers have never let me down. <laughs> <laughs> that's a lie. It is. It is. KCP? Would yours be no, KCP? Mine's actually going to be Danny Green. Right. I, it was and between me, for me, between me. For, <laughs> <laughs> You're the biggest letdown of the Lakers. <laughs> for me, it was between those two. Okay. I was expecting more effort from them, especially since they were plugged into the starting lineup. Yeah. Avery Bradley had such so much hype surrounding him yeah. coming out of camp. LeBron, everyone was impressed from him from LeBron all the way down to like the Antetokounmpo character. You know, they're all talking about him. Right. And then Danny Green just... His three hasn't been consistent. Defense yeah. has been okay. Mm-hmm. He hit big shots. Like we saw him for the first like five games. He was amazing. Five, six, seven games. As soon as he hit like the sixth game, it just drop off. Right. There were a few games where he had like two to three points. I think he might have had a game where he had zero points. Yeah. It's just kind of like 
Come on, man. Yeah. So I, I really expected more from him. It's gonna turn around. He's too good of a player. But so far, this is just this at this point in the season, a little more than one month in. I would have I thought he was gonna be more of a factor in the offense. And right now, when he does take a three-point attempt, he's making 41% of them, so it's good, but it's not quite at that elite level that we were expecting it to be at, at this time. So What's his uh, points per game right now? Um, 8.7. Okay, not yeah. bad, but I'm still expecting something closer to 12. Yeah. How many threes he's taking, you know, and how many open shots LeBron has given him? Yeah, for sure. Same thing, and then same thing with Bradley. I was expecting maybe 10.1, 10.2. I was expecting at least both of them to average somewhere between... 25 to 20 points per game to kind of ease the you know the work off of LeBron and AD mm-hmm. especially with those two in the starting lineup I feel like they should easily get those shots mid-range open mid-range open threes yeah definitely nice all right last one Lakers MVP LeBron James like you're not you're not gonna say anyone else other than LeBron James. He's gonna say Dudley. Not- <laughs> <laughs> if both. he hadn't missed those two three pointers in the last game, he would have been the MVP. Hundred percent from three. Six for six from three. But he'd be slumping. He's back down to sixty six percent from three. So, <laughs> but yeah, no question, LeBron James. The guy's on another level right now. He's probably MVP of the league right now if the season were to end today. So. Yeah, that's what everyone's saying too. I mean. Everyone talks about James Harden. He scores 38 points. That's great. Um, they talk about Luca, who's having a phenomenal year. But at the end of the day, neither one of those teams are the best team in the NBA. Right. And both of those teams have another superstar playing with them. Right. Yeah, LeBron's... Aver- Let me just read you this quick stat line. He's averaging for the season 25 points, 7.5 rebounds, just a hair under 11 assists. He's doing it all. And we've we've talked about it earlier in the episode. He is easily taking over games when he needs to right now. And he's doing it with ease. Like, this is year 17 for him. You know, I kind of thought it would be a struggle for him to take over a game and he would have to lead, lean very heavily on AD to take over games. But he's not. He can do it on his own. And so once AD is back to full health and the supporting cast gets their act together... Um, this team is only going to get better, but the fact that they are 15-2 and two right now atop the league and LeBron is playing as well as he is, hands down, MVP so far for the Lakers and really for the league. Enough said. Yeah. <laughs> Enough said. Ryan won one. <laughs> one one. <laughs> Couldn't have said it better myself. Uh, so yeah, with that, um, any closing remarks? Good, sir. I'm excited for you to eat my this crab rice that I'm going to bring next pod. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking about right now. Crab <laughs> rice. I'm we scared. will have. We should pick up those damn green grapes too. We should. You know, he came out with red grapes along with the green grapes. I didn't. Wow. So we can like double it up, you know. Wow. All right. Sounds good to me. We'll make it happen. All right, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Three in the Key podcast. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to follow us on IG at Three in the Key Pod. Getting some good stuff posted up there recently. And uh, we'll be back with another episode next week. Enjoy your turkey. Enjoy mashed potatoes. Put lots of gravy on it. Happy Thanksgiving. Eat more crab. Love y'all. Peace.